Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Greetings, team heads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rocky-centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. I'm your host, Anilo Piro, back at it with the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, looking to inform you Rockies fans about what is going on with the Colorado Rockies. And boy, do we have an exciting episode today. Some really, really exciting news in Rockies land. Uh, we'll get into that for sure throughout the podcast. Um, but before that, if you're a fan of our work over here at My Life Sports, you're going to want to check us out on social media, um, at Twitter at My Life Sports, on Instagram at My Life Sports. If you want to check out my personal work, you can follow me on Twitter at Media by AP and on Instagram at avp.media. Um, a little bit different content on both of those platforms, so it's definitely worth the follow for both um, if you want up-to-the-date Rockies information for myself on Twitter and a little bit more long-form analysis um, on Instagram. So be sure to follow me on there. Again, on uh, on Twitter at Media by AP and on Instagram at avp.media. Typically, I'll usually open it up for, I'll kind of put a post up on Twitter and Instagram talking about, um, you know, if you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, you know, drop a line to me and whatnot. Was unable to do that today as I've been a little crunched for time dealing with all these finals, uh, trying to wrap up the semester here of college. So been really, really crunched for time. It's been an interesting whirlwind. Um, but I've, as always, I've kept my eyes on the Rockies uh, through thick and thin. And, you know, things have been really interesting for this club here lately. They split that series against Boston, um, winning the first game to 5-4 to four and losing the second game 5-6, to six, second game going into extra innings. Um, so a little bit of hot and cold from the Rockies. And the interesting thing is from that uh, victory on Wednesday the 14th, I believe they struck out, what was it, 12 times or something like that? Um, I mean, it was an absurd, absurd amount. I was uh, busy doing my final, so I wasn't paying you know, complete and total attention, but I was observant, and it seemed like Twitter had a field day with the fact that the Rockies were able to strike out that many times, but somehow, some way, come away with a win, um, especially with Chris Sale on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. So that was uh, really interesting, to say the least. But uh, looking ahead here at the schedule, the Rockies uh, have the Philadelphia Phillies coming up, a three-game set beginning on Friday before having an off day on that Monday and uh, before embarking again on another three-game game set against Pittsburgh um, starting Tuesday that runs through Thursday before the Rockies come home for a massive homestand starting on the 24th uh, an American League a couple American League opponents coming into town the Baltimore Orioles um, another matchup against the Arizona Diamondbacks slated for that and the Toronto Blue Jays uh, and we'll talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because uh, he and somebody recently added to the Rockies Major League roster um, have some similarities in that sense, but uh, let, let's talk about that somebody. Obviously, the big news coming out of Rocky's world, this it was overnight. I, I woke up to the news, I'll put it that way, so I'm assuming that meant overnight. Um, Thomas Harding of MLB.com reporting that the Colorado Rockies will indeed call up prospect Brendan Rodgers ahead of Friday's series opener against the Philadelphia Phillies. Rodgers has been within, the, he's the Rockies' highly coveted prospect, their number one prospect in their system, um, as well as a top 10 prospect around the game. He's been regarded in 
that light for a couple seasons now. So a lot of expectation and a lot of anticipation for this youngster's call-up, and here it comes um, on the heels of a red-hot performance for him down in AAA Albuquerque. Um, Rogers so far this hit season hitting 356 with nine home runs and 21 run 21 runs batted in in 35 games for Albuquerque um, this season. So uh, some really really good stuff offensively from Rogers, and and to my knowledge. Uh, you know the well. We all know this. So Rogers is a shortstop by trade. Um, but throughout the minor league developmental process, the Rockies have toyed with him at second base. They've played him at third base, and that's a known thing. You know the Rockies really like their young infielders to develop all across the diamond in an attempt for to d- establish some versatility moving forward. And this is a perfect scenario of that paying off for the Rockies. Um, with Rodgers here today. So the part of the, you know, Rodgers has been really making some noise down in AAA. There's no denying that. But according to Harding, part of the reason that this process was accelerated a little bit in regards to calling Rodgers up was because of the injury to Trevor's story. Uh, story had to leave the, yesterday's game dealing with what he is considering a, quote, just a bone bruise in his left knee, or on his left knee, I should say. No status for him, but it's clear that at this point in time, the Rockies were seeking some additional offensive contributions in the lineup well you know and they would love for that to come on the right side of the infield which we'll talk about a little bit later because the right side of the infield has just been absolutely dismal this season so it seems like their need of increased production from the right side of the infield specifically second base um, mixed with the fact that Trevor Story could potentially miss some time accelerated the call-up process for Brendan Rodgers who uh, did get the he hasn't officially gotten the call but the expectation is that he will be called up ahead of Friday's game against the Philadelphia Phillies so a big step for the 22 year old Rockies prospect who like I said has been a highly regarded prospect around the game for years now Uh, really made a lot of buzz when the Rockies drafted him with their top selection in the 2015 draft as well so a lot of anticipation a lot of excitement surrounding this kid and he'll definitely have an opportunity we don't necessarily know where yet but as I was alluding to there is a chance that Trevor Story uh, if he doesn't you know he might go on the injured list. He might not. It, it, it seems like he might miss at least a game or two just based off the way that he had to leave the game and, and the reasoning for calling up Rodgers would make sense in that, you know, with that. Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see, but Rodgers is a shortstop by nature. That's what he grew up with. That's uh, the position he played as a child, and, and that's what he was drafted as. But he has a lot of experience at second base, that right side of the infield, as well as third base. So I think you might see Rodgers initially start off at shortstop in replacement of Trevor Story until he's able to get back fully healthy and then you're going to see him probably shift over to second base assuming the Rockies want to keep him up here for an extended period of time but to my knowledge as well a large reason why Rodgers did not make the uh, opening day roster like someone like Garrett Hampson did is because there wasn't necessarily a clear-cut fit and this is not to disregard guys like Garrett Hampson and Ryan McMahon but they are they don't have the buzz the hype the potential that somebody like Brendan Rodgers does when you call up Brendan Rodgers you want to make sure that you're going to give him an opportunity to play every single day you don't want to have to play every second or third day um, you, I think at that point if that's the case you'd rather have him just be down in AAA to get consistent at bats consistent looks um, and all that stuff and I think this between the story injury and the lack of production from Ryan McMahon at Garrett Hampson on the right side of the infield these are all really good indicators as to why the Rockies were ready to make this move I think you know that pair with the fact that Rodgers is hitting over 300 356 uh, with a 356 batting average down in AAA this season again all indicators that the Rockies are a looking to supplement offense and b get this guy up here to see what he can do you know Rodgers like I said has been initially before we knew how good Trevor Story was going to be everyone thought that he would be the heir to Troy Tulowitzki at the shortstop position Um, obviously Story emerges which is a fantastic thing and 
he, he's really developed nicely at shortstop, so that's kind of crowded. Obviously, no one's going to take Nolan Arenado's spot, so that leaves second and first base. Um, and in previous seasons, that was occupied by DJ LeMahieu. And so far this season, the Rockies rolled the dice on youngsters Garrett Hampson and Ryan McMahon to supplement that production from Gold Glove defenseman um, DJ LeMahieu, and they just have not really done a good job at that. And because of that, you know, the, the Rockies probably see f- between the lack of production from the right side of the infield and Rogers' ability and his, his how he's demonstrated in ability to play second base these are all reasons why he was uh, decided the Rockies decided to pull the trigger on calling him up so Garrett Hampson was optioned earlier in the week as well uh, this was and he was uh, Pat Vileka was called up in his place so there was no real indication that this Rogers call up was on the horizon by any means I, there was I saw a report that he was knocking on the door and he was really making a lot of noise in AAA so there was the expectation that maybe sooner rather than later he could be called up but I don't think anybody really thought it would be this soon again that Trevor Story injury definitely changed a little bit um, but talking about Garrett Hampson who was optioned down to AAA he hit just 194 through 31 games this season really just struggled to get any establish any form of consistency at the plate and and you know it's just it was time for him to go back down he, he's just still a young player still has potential there's optimism surrounding his future outlook as a major league player but listen he brendan rogers brings a lot more to the table than garrett hampson does and more than uh, pat valeka does as well so the thinking behind this is you keep valeka on the roster assuming that story goes to the injured list and then once story comes back you option valeka and keep both uh rogers and story on the major league roster with mcmahon kind of uh playing that platoon backup role speaking of ryan mcmahon he has also struggled this season uh, to establish any form of consistency as well. He's hitting just 242 this season at the plate, so not ideal for a team that is lacking offense into some capacity. Um, especially from the other position on the right side of, right side of the infield, which is first base. Uh, veterans Daniel Murphy and Mark Reynolds have not fared much better, to be honest with you guys. Murphy signed a two-year deal this offseason, if you recall, and he's hitting just 194 and 69 plate appearances so far this season. And, you know, while Mark Reynolds did knock in that go-ahead run for the Rockies a couple nights ago against Boston, he has really just been kind of delegated to a backup role, you know, at this point in, career, in his career. Um, he's just not performing super well, um, you know, and, and that was to be expected. When the Rockies signed him he, he did sign a minor league contract and I don't think the Rockies really expected Mark Reynolds to be an impact bat you know like he has been in the past so there, there's been some deficiencies on the right side of the infield in terms of offensive production so um, I think the Rockies had seen enough of Garrett Hampson and Ryan McMahon as that platoon and I think what you're going to see now is you'll see you know probably Brendan Rodgers getting most of the reps assuming that he performs well with Ryan McMahon kind of switching back and forth between pl- platooning at first base and platooning at second base, you know, as he's demonstrated an ability to do both um, in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see how manager Bud Black and the rest of the Rockies team adjust to having such a young guy in the clubhouse now. 22, obviously his career has been loaded with optimism and, expect- and expectations, and the Rockies really, really need him to step up and fill the void that was left by DJ LeMayhew following last season because DJ was fantastic for this Rockies club from the moment that he joined them. I mean, he hit for average, was hitting you know over 300 every single season. It, was, it, it seemed like gold glove defense, tremendous range. That's something that the Rockies have really lacked this season between McMahon and Hampson is that range and defensive factor. DJ was just a lockdown second baseman, whereas McMahon and Hampson are not, although maybe they can get there at some point. Um, you know, 
that's another thing with Brendan Rodgers. He is he definitely is a defensive upgrade at second base. Obviously not his home position of shortstop, but he has had enough experience and enough reps at second base that he's comfortable with the position and has the ability to settle in very nicely there, both defensively and at the plate. Um, you know, we we like I said, we've seen Rodgers really really thrive so far this season down in AAA Albuquerque, and he's really he's done a really fantastic job over the course of his career so far. Um, throughout his minor league career, Rodgers is slashing two. 96, 3.505 uh, with 102 doubles, eight triples, and 60 and 66 home runs. Excuse me, in 385 games. So the production is there for sure. And, and Rogers joins, you know, the latest crop of young players to get called up to the big leagues. We've seen uh, Pete Alonso from the Mets. He he was able to crack their opening day roster, and he's put on an absolute fantasy show, um, being the power hitter power hitter that he is. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He just hit back to back home runs against the San Francisco Giants. He was called up by the by the Blue Jays here uh, just a few weeks ago. The Brewers called up Keston Haria. I don't know if I said that right, and I apologize, but one of their top prospects. And the Atlanta Braves also called up Austin Riley. So there's been a lot of new young blood that's entered the game here in the past couple of seasons. Rodgers is just the latest name added to that list. So it's definitely going to be exciting to see how this kid progresses because he has a lot of potential to help carry this team and push them far. So it, this is a quote that I got from Rodgers. And, and if you haven't picked up the Rockies edition of My Life Sports Magazine, you're definitely going to want to do that. Um, it, it's the one with Nolan Arenado on the cover wearing a Denver Nuggets shirt. I wrote the cover story for that about Nolan and his expectations now that he's re-signed with the Rockies. Um, but I also wrote a really cool feature on Brendan Rodgers. This is obviously before he was called up, but he gave me this really cool quote that I want to share with you guys. And it starts with, I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be or excuse me, I think this is going to go down as a year in the books for this team, Rogers said. We have a special team, a lot of young guys and vets. Hopefully this year I can get there and help the team win. When the time comes, that's my goal, to help the team win. So his motivations are in the right place. And and there's been a little bit of talk surrounding Rogers and his cockiness um, you know, on the field. He's been really good his entire life at baseball, always one of the best players on the team. And that's been called into question. You know, Is he, is he a little full of himself? And I was able to address that with him in, in uh, spring training this uh, spring where he also said, I think they have confidence and faith in me, obviously. Um, he's referencing the Rockies there. He says, same with myself. I have a lot of self-confidence. There is a big difference between confidence and cockiness, and I try to stay on the confident side, but you just have to keep going out there and playing and producing. So, you know, it's okay to have that swagger. It's okay to have that charisma when you're playing the game as long as you continue to produce. And I think a good thing for Rodgers is it seems that his head is on straight. He's motivated in the right ways, doesn't seem to be distracted. And, you know, he, he has a deep passion and love for the game that hopefully will help uh, help him put it all together here at the major league level. Do not be concerned if he starts off slow. I mean, for the most part, outside of David Dahl's tremendous hitting streak, most prospects are going to struggle when they get called up to the big leagues for the first time. Um, there's definitely an adjustment period, and it takes a lot to get acclimated to facing big league pitching, understanding the dynamic of big league uh, baseball, and playing in front of crowds that large. And so it'll be interesting for him to play in Philadelphia as well. You know, not a kind place to play, as we all know regarding Philadelphia sports. So um, it's definitely going to be he, he's being thrown into the fire, you know, and this team has certainly undershot their expectations thus far in the season. And they were looking for some added presence, some added juice. And Rodgers could bring just that. Rocky sitting at 20 and 22 on the season, which is good for fourth place in the National League West. Los Angeles Dodgers are just running away with it again, folks. They're sitting at 29 and 16. So a sizable gap there. Um, so the Rockies definitely, like I said, looking for a little bit of juice, uh, whether that be offensively, chemistry-wise, within the clubhouse. And Rodgers will bring them just that. So we'll be interesting 
to see how manager Bud Black decides to slot him into the lineup. Will he play every day? Or is this simply, hey, we're bringing him up. We want him to get you know a couple weeks of service time, and then we're going to send him right back down. I really doubt that's the case, but you know we've seen that the Rockies have been hesitant to roll the dice on a young guy long-term prior to this season. Um, you know Ryan McMahon endured that uh, for the, each of the past two seasons. Hampson was called up last year. Uh, you know Sometimes they do like to toy with these young guys and just give them a taste of the big leagues, but not give them the keys to the kingdom per se. Um, although I do expect this to be a little different in regards to Rodgers, just considering his stature in the game today. So really, really exciting times if you consider yourself a Colorado Rockies fan. Yeah, this is a guy that is supposed to be you know the next Troy Tulowitzki and you know really just be that impact guy, that impact bat. Obviously, you'd like to get another Nolan Arenado on your hands, although that's a, a lofty expectation, not one that I'm trying to set for Rodgers, but he's considered to be one of the next premier young outfielders in this game, you know, and that's not to disregard Trevor story because story did not have that background. He established that once he made his impact at the major league level, Rogers has been highly coveted, highly touted throughout the entirety of his career, uh, both in high school and uh, now here at the major league level uh, throughout his progression, in the Rockies farm system. So a lot of expectation here for Brendan Rogers. Um, Rogers has hit 382, 42 of 110 um, in his in his uh, in every game since a- since April 11th. Excuse me, recording 18 extra base hits in that span as well. So listen, I, I could throw stats your way as much as I want to, but this kid has earned the opportunity to try to establish himself at the major league level, and that's what you're going to see from the Rockies beginning on Friday. Also starting Friday, like I said, is that three game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, the Phillies, a, a new look Phillies team, um, one that is a lot of new faces, JT Realmuto, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, and and the Phillies have really uh, done a good job so far this season, currently in first place in the National League East, sitting at 24-19 and 19 on the season. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but they have a winning record at home, posting a, a margin of 15-10, and 10. so uh, a good team at home, um, you know, a beatable team, and you know, for a, a team like the Rockies that has postseason expectations, this is a series that you'd like to go in and maybe win two out of three um, on the road, so a lot of this is going to be dictated by their starting pitching, though. They've been doing a decent job of putting runs on the board, obviously, in, in that Boston series, scoring five in the first game, five in the second. So you'll you'll take five not five runs on a nightly basis if you can get it. It's You get into trouble when you go back to scoring one or two runs um, in a ball game like we saw the Rockies were doing earlier in the season. Um, but collectively, like I said, the Rockies' offense has been doing a better job, and, and who knows, maybe Brendan Rodgers will add some juice to that lineup as well and, and keep the good times rolling and build some momentum. But on the mound in game one is John Gray. Gray sitting at 3-3 three and three with a 4.25 ERA this season. Um, he earned the win in his last time against the Phillies where he threw six scoreless innings. So he's been really, really good um, against the Phillies so far this season. He's 2-2 two and two on the road this year with a 4.40 ERA and he's winless in his career at Citizens Bank Park. So some interesting stuff from Gray, you know, a mixed bag. He has experienced success at one point this season against the Phillies, but history shows that he struggled at Citizens Bank Park and he has struggled on the road as well. So uh, we'll see what John Gray can give the Rockies. And speaking of John Gray, I actually wrote the cover story for the latest installment of My Life Sports Magazine. It's the sports science issue. And I did a deep dive on John Gray's off-season regimen and routine. Um, he went to a, play, a training facility called Driveline based in Washington State. It's an analytically data-driven baseball facility. You're going to want to check out this story. Uh, not, lots of numbers and nuts and bolts for you science heads, your analytic heads out there. So you're going to want to check that one out coming out here in a few weeks as well. 
Um, moving over to game two, though, Antonio Sensatella, he is 3-2 and two with a 5.35 ERA um, in, uh, so far in this career. He gave up four runs and seven hits over six innings pitched in his last outing against the Phillies, which was on April 20th. And after that loss, he recorded a win in two of his last four starts. So, uh, again, another mixed bag from Antonio Sensatella. And as I've discussed previously on this podcast, the, ro- the back end of the Rockies rotation outside of Kyle Freeland and Jamar Marquez is a bit of a mixed bag, and Antonio Sensatella embodies that to the fullest extent, um, winning two of his last four stars, and obviously that means losing two of those as well. So 50-50 in regards to Sensatella so far this season. And starting the third game, the rubber game of that series, is Kyle Freeland. Um, an underwhelming start to the season for Kyle. He is just 2-5 and five with a 5.68 ERA and 44 strikeouts this season. He did win his last start against the Phillies on April 18th. He struck out seven batters and allowed only two hits and six scoreless innings in that span and he also did not allow a walk which is definitely a good thing uh freeland is one and one with a 3.71 era in three day games this season so that will be a day game for the rockies at citizens bank park scheduled for 11:05 mountain standard time so uh, a nice early first pitch for you rockies fans out there on a nice sunday afternoon so i love the sunday matinees man you know i love starting at it's always fun when the Rockies are on the East Coast because how because of how early the games start. You know when the Rockies are at home and they have a matinee. The start time first pitch is one ten, which is good. But I, I don't know. Morning baseball is always interesting. You know, being able to wake up. You know, on a Sunday morning, go out, make your bacon and eggs, and turn on the baseball game at 11. Uh, it's definitely enjoyable uh, for just a fan of the game in general. But when the Rockies are playing, even better, considering uh, how I am all intertwined with this club. Hmm. This is uh, not Rockies related, but I just got this uh, update. Denver rookies unharmed in a crash. Top draft pick Drew Locke and Noah Fant were involved in a shuttle crash at LAX. Both appear to be fine. Sorry, I just saw that. I was like, Denver Rockies, what? Uh, so for some football-related stuff. So do not worry, Broncos fans. Noah Fant and Drew Locke are both okay after being uh, involved in a minor accident. But uh, speaking of these Colorado Rockies, let's get back on track here and wrap this thing up. Uh, again, they have yet to really hit their maximum stride this season. They have struggled uh, to some extent this season, but recently have done a good job of, uh, of playing better baseball overall. Again, 20 and 22 on the season. So they've been hovering right around that 500 mark here for the past few weeks, but have been unable to crack it. So let, let's see what they continue to do here, guys. But if they want to make the postseason, you know, the, the, like I've talked about in previous podcasts and written online at mileysports.com, the division is a pipe dream at this point in time and i hate saying it i know rockies fans it pains you to say this the dodgers are too damn good and the rockies have will always be their little brother until they can be proven otherwise you know obviously the rockies are going to get a handful of games against the dodgers here or there where they beat them but when it when the when the going gets tough and it matters most the dodgers turn it on and just obliterate the Rockies in, in virtually every single capacity. So unfortunately that National League West is pretty much out of reach, which means that the Rockies are going to be playing for a wild card this season. Uh, once again, this would if they do reach that wild card, it, it would be the third consecutive season in which they have fallen to that spot. And it's not going to be as easy as it has been in years past, guys, and it never is easy. But the National League is ultra competitive this season. If if the season ended today, right now the two wild card teams would be Milwaukee with a twenty seven and nineteen record. So that's a fantastic record for a wild card club. Followed by the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are sitting at twenty four and twenty. So right now you're looking at about about 
being four games over 500 to get into that mix. And guys, you know, outside of the top two teams, the Rockies are, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, there's four teams in front of the Rockies before they can even, you know, consider getting that second wild card. Those clubs being the St. Louis Cardinals, Pittsburgh Pirates, Atlanta Braves, San Diego Padres. And, you know, two of these teams that, have, that are currently slotted on the wild card, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are right now considered the second wild card, and the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are in the running, are two teams that the Rockies will play here coming up. So an opportunity to make up some ground in the standings for the wild card and also within the division. So again, there there are really some key critical opportunities that the Rockies need to seize here uh, within the next couple of weeks if they want to try to get back into this thing heading into the summer. Um, you know, so adding Brendan Rodgers will help them. Hopefully, you'll you they'll get a little bit of juice, a little bit of a bump in energy, adding the youngster into the lineup and on the field. Obviously, we that remains to be seen. But this team has been a 500 team for the most part so far this year. They've bounced back decently since that early season skid, but still no signs of, uh, of taking off this season. You know, stringing together a big, big run to try to you know re reinvigorate themselves and, and get back into this wild card race. So you know, it's been a very subpar mediocre season for the Rockies still plenty of time um, moving forward but they got to start turning things on they got to start playing better sooner rather than later because again this National League is tough so that's going to do it for me on this episode of the 20th and Blake podcast. Uh, again, if you follow my work, if you like my work, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Media by AP and on Instagram at AVP.media. Going to be doing a really cool giveaway within the next couple of days here. Um, get you guys some Rocky swag, some gear, all that good stuff. Um, again, you could follow My Life Sports on Twitter and Instagram at My Life Sports. Be sure to pick up that magazine, uh, My Life Sports magazine, available in King Supers from Foco to Castle Rock, so all along the front range. So no excuses for you to not get intertwined with your Denver sports, your Colorado sports. Everything's in there. Golf, Buffs, Rams, Rockies, Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, Outlaws, Rapids. I mean, seriously, whether it be on the website, in the magazine, or on our podcast network, we have got you covered for all things Colorado sports. So you're going to want to check us out at My Life Sports. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Luke Zalman, my partner, will be back with the, with the next installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. Until then, let's see what the Rockies do. Hopefully, we can come back and talk to you about how good Brendan Rodgers is and, and why he's helped transform the team. But until then, it remains to be seen. So we will talk to you later, guys. Have a good one and yeah let's see where it goes